What is your earliest money memory? And how does that connect with how you make financial decisions today? Why it matters. Y'all, this right here is the key. 10% of the population controls 90% of the money, and it's time to close this wealth gap. My name is Perry Jeffries III, and I'm here to unlock the power of the 10% so you can grow your financial intelligence. Welcome to Cash Flow Unlocked. On this podcast, I'll be sharing proven strategies and exclusive tips that will get you one step closer to financial freedom. Now, if you want to join us in our private Facebook group, the Cash Flow Club, Cash Flow spelled with a K, just head on over to Facebook. All right, let's get started. Thank you for uh, joining us on this week's training. So today's learning objective, unlock your wealth by knowing your money story. All right. And obviously our goal is to always close the wealth gap one relationship at a time. This is not a, a scripted or curated or a, um, you know, a, uh, a webinar style type of, of, of training. This is a transparent come from the heart, keeping shit real type of training. And um, let me just start off this way. I was going to present on something different. And then I had a conversation with a um, good friend of mine. Uh, Start off as a client. We became really good friends. So big shout out to my friend, Aaron Green. And we were having a conversation uh, about money and about wealth. And um, before I even go into that, here's a cheat code here for you. I work with some of the sharpest minds in the industry, right? Some of the sharpest minds probably on the planet Earth. Some of them are clients, some of them are friends. And this is the case uh, with my friend, Aaron. We met each other at a mastermind uh, several years ago. Um, We connected with each other. We shared reading materials. Um, We supported each other and and, and talked to each other during, uh, you know, trying times in 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 the country with racial tensions. And we've done podcasts together. And you're just a good friend, right? And that's my cheat code is that I've surrounded myself with growth-minded individuals. So just have to throw that plug out there. But getting more into the training. So we were talking the other day and the concept of your money story came up. And your money story, if you've never heard this before, is literally how you've, your, your relationship with money. How did you come to manage money or view money the way that you currently do? And let, hear me when I say this loud and clear. And I've been doing this 20 years. I'm not a new Jack who just got into this industry, you know, 30 days ago and, and trying to tell people that I'm an expert. I've been doing this 20 years. And when I reflect back on those 20 years, the difference from the people who had extreme amounts of wealth versus those who didn't, didn't come down to strategy. And that's what you see a lot on social media and shit is everybody got a strategy. This is the strategy to create wealth. This is the tactic to create wealth. But ultimately, when I sit back and look at my 20 years of experience working with clients and Aaron, my friend, bringing this something I've known but never really brought it to my consciousness, right, is your relationship with money, your money story. Your money story has more impact on your success and your ability to create wealth more than anything else is your money story. So let's just jump right in here to it, y'all, and why this is so dang on important. So your money story encompasses your personal experiences, beliefs, and goals that shape how you feel 
and how you act when it comes to money. Let that sink in for a second, right? All of us have a different kind of relationship with money and your relationship and your personal experiences or the experiences of your you know, ancestors and family members shapes how you feel about money. Our money stories, which began forming from a young age, evolve with us. Taking, for example, the money story, you know, uh, with my family's uh, um, about working money, which propelled me into a part time job that has evolved over four decades of work to my current focus on advanced financial education. So this and, and this is from an article. So this is not me. So they shared that on their podcast. You know, they spoke to different women about the different phases in their career and, you know, how that's been shaped by their money stories. So one of the first questions was asked is, how did you first learn about money? So I'm going to ask you guys that. How did you first learn about money? Right. And then, you know, kind of get into it. And I'm going to share some more of this stuff here with you. You know, your experiences with money are huge. Money stories have a deep impact on your relationship with money, which in turn influences our career choices. So how did you choose the job that you went into? You know, where did you have a family member saying, hey, you got to go to college and go get this job or, hey, you know, what I'm saying you got to work really hard and work with your hands and go get this job. Like, how did you, you know, develop, you know, what I'm saying? how did you choose your career? Right. Money stories have a deep impact on our relationship with money, which in turn influences our career choices, family decisions and more. Hold on now. How did your parents talk about money? Right. So when you were sitting in a room with your parents and things of that nature, how did they talk about money? So, so, you know, what conversations were being had around the table around money? Hey, we don't have a lot of money. So, you know, what I'm saying we can't do this or we can't do that. Or, hey, we have an abundance of money. How many sat around the table with your parents and talked about wealth and talked about buying real estate and starting businesses? Is it not a surprise that the people who sat around the table as kids and heard their parents and grandparents talking about starting businesses and investing and saving are the ones who have wealth? Oh, this is good. This gets deep, y'all. Right. What is your earliest money memory and how does that connect with how you make financial decisions today? Why it matters. This is y'all. This right here is the key. We're not talking about no strategies. We're not talking about investing in stocks. We ain't talking about no damn Bitcoin. We ain't talking about, oh, get to an 800 credit score and create wealth. We are talking about your core values, your relationship with money. Because here's the deal. Wealth is easy to create. Let me say that again. Creating wealth is easy, y'all. I mean, think about it for a second. To create wealth, you have to do two things. Identify the lifestyle that you want to live. Go accumulate assets that pay for the lifestyle you want to live. That is creating wealth. It sounds really simple, but it is what it is. Identify the lifestyle that you want to live. I want to live a $2,000 a month lifestyle. I want to live a $5,000 a month lifestyle. I want to live a $10,000 a month lifestyle, whatever the case may be. Identify what that is. Then go and accumulate assets, insurance, uh, stocks, mutual funds, businesses, real estate that pay for that lifestyle. That's creating wealth. That's not hard. What's hard is breaking generational curses, which actually is what's driving your money story. So let's get into it. Let me keep going here. Knowing your money story is powerful. Once you have a better sense of the factors and experiences that shape your relationship with money, you can more effectively identify barriers and gaps in your knowledge. 
Setting aspirational financial goals helps you make more informed decisions and ultimately gain a greater sense of control, all while building connections that can lead to greater knowledge or prosperity. Learning your money story will make you better prepared to seek out the information, mentors, and resources you need to be more impactful with your decisions. So let this sink in for a second. If you've never sat down and worked through your money story and understand why you have a certain relationship with money that's different from somebody else, you see somebody over here, you know what I'm saying? For example, you may see me, dang, Perry's buying, you know, $900,000 homes and Range Rovers and buying his wife cars from the, from the hot tub and things of that nature. Well, it's not that I'm smarter than anybody. My money story is different, but guess what? It wasn't always different. And I'm going to share, I'm, I'm going to be transparent and share some of my stuff with you here in a second, right? So it's your relationship with money. When you see people, you know what I'm saying, achieving at a high level with the dollar is because they have a different relationship with money. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Whew. As with other skills, the more you increase your money knowledge, the more empowered and confident you'll feel to engage in money-related topics. That's why we built the Cash Flow Club a safe place for you to come and ask questions to grow your financial intelligence. As with anything else, if you cannot speak the language, you cannot improve your skills. Improve the language, improve your skills, and now you know who to ask for what. A lot of times we get hung up on what to do with our money and get anxiety and fear around our finances is because we haven't dwelled into our money story to understand why we feel the way we feel about money. Oh my gosh. Your current financial position is the result of many factors, but a major influence in your financial life is your psychological relationship with money. We call this your money story, right? Such good stuff in here. How do we write your money story? Oh, it's so good. So uh, here's some questions here for you. What was it like financially growing up in your family? Did your parents complain about never having enough or was there an abundance of money? Did they fight over their finances? Or did they never speak about it? Were you financially comfortable or did you go without? First question you got to ask yourself, my God, how much information is in that one question? So me, I'll be totally transparent, kind of growing up, you know, uh, and my family talking about money. It was never, hey, son, we create wealth in this family, right? We acquire assets that can cover our lifestyle so we never have to work. No. The lesson I learned in my family was you need to have more than one hustle, right? You know what I'm saying? Which is nothing wrong with that because it did teach me about multiple streams of income, but multiple streams of income doesn't necessarily lead to wealth. It just means that you're getting paid a lot of different ways. So, you know what I'm saying? My dad, love my dad to death. It was, hey, son, you need to have you an A hustle, a B hustle, a C hustle, a D hustle, right? And that's what I did. That was my, you know what I'm saying, money story. Go out there and hustle and make more money. But we never sat around the table and talked about investing. We never sat around the table and talked about buying land or real estate. We never sat around the table and talked about, you know, business ownership, though we had hustles and had some side businesses. It wasn't business ownership in the sense of let's grow this asset so we can sell it in the future in order, you know what I'm saying, to have another, you know what I'm saying, chunk of money, a couple million dollars that we can live off of, right? It was always a hustle. So my money story started off with hustling. And how did I start, you know what I'm saying, my career? Hustling, not investing. It was the, if I made it once, I can make it back. Oh, I lost it. I'm going to go get it back because I know how to hustle, right? 
Amazing. That was my money story, right? Ask yourself, what was your money story? Question number two, what are three things you learned about money from your mother? My mom could juggle a budget like nobody I've ever seen in my life, right? And hindsight being 2020, I learned, you know what I'm saying? That's where I learned about how to juggle a budget and also to credit. And we, it wasn't a conversation. I like, hey, son, you got to have good credit. My mom had phenomenal credit, but there was no reservation on putting something on the credit card. There was no delayed gratification. Oh, we want it. Put it on the card. You want it? Go buy it now. So that's how I learned how to manage money and how to deal with credit. It was never, hey, well, if we want to do this, let's save for it. It's like, nope, go get that shit now. Right. So guess what I did as an adult? You know what? I don't care about the price. Throw it in the bag. So she paid her credit on time. She had a one credit, but she had a lot of credit card debt and she always ended up paying it off. But we didn't learn delayed gratification. We learned throw it in the bag. And guess what? That's impacted my finances to this day. Right. And I still throw it in the bag, but I throw it in the bag a little differently these days. Right. But again, your money story. What did you hold? What are the three things you learned about money from your father? Right. Like I said earlier, I learned from my dad, hey, you got to have more than one hustle. It was always, hey, grind, grind, grind. And he never really asked anything about the budget. He worked. He came home. He gave my mom the money. He took what he, you know what I'm saying, gave himself a little money for his spending money. And he came in and provided for the family. Well, guess what I do? I come home, I grind, and I provide for the family, right? That's part of his money story. So what I learned from my dad was the hustle, right? But it wasn't. Hey, son, we got, you know, so I got five hustles, right? I'm a firefighter. I'm a basketball referee. We're uh, 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 a couple referees. We got a, a tree cutting service. Hey, son, take this money and then we can we can live off of this one money right here. And this other money, let's use this to go accumulate assets. Nope. We just consumed everything. Right. So, again, that's what I learned from my dad. That's part of my money story. Question number four. What is the earliest memory you had about money? So think about, you know, banking at school, finding money in a sofa, uh, a money box, a financial gift. Now think about the emotions you felt around this memory. Were they positive or negative? What did you tell yourself about it? Or did you take away from this event or experience, right? So what was your earliest memory of money? There's a picture of me floating on the internet where I'm not even one years old. I'm just able to sit up and it's me and a picture next to me is this piggy bank, which is bigger than me, big red piggy bank. And I'm sitting there counting. And, you know, that's my earliest memory of money, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't like I can't say, oh, I remember when I was one years old. But I remember looking back at that picture and I was counting money because my mom was teaching me how to count by counting pennies. So guess what I do? I count money all the time. I was destined to be in the industry that I'm in. I'm, I'm currently in because I grew up counting money. Like when the money comes in, I'm counting that. Ooh, counting, counting, counting. Ooh, Right. No, no wonder I'm an industry man, but that's part of my money story. Question five, what emotions did your family associate with money? Oh, man, we don't have enough money. You know what? We can't afford that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Or was it similar for both parents? Oh, my God, I'm about to I'm about to hurt some feelings today. I know I'm going to piss somebody off with this one. Were your parents on the same page with money? Right. I know that I know the majority of them weren't because this is what I know. For absolute fact, and I've been doing this a long time. When there is misalignment in the household with how the parents manage the money or view money, 
that household will struggle financially all the time. There has to be alignment. Take this. You cannot create wealth. We cannot close this wealth gap if you and your spouse can't even create wealth in your four doors. How are we going to impact communities and multiple generations, right? If y'all not in alignment. So I know I'm going to hurt some feelings today, but this is this is the real deal. And I told somebody this the other day. Had I had my wife, Sarah Jeffries, with me when I was in real estate back in the day, I would be a multimillionaire, if not a billionaire today, because I was making these decisions on my own. I had misalignment. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the right woman in my life. And then when I got the right woman in my life, it was amazing that my income just shot up. Why? Because now we are in alignment and we have a goal to create wealth and provide for our families, right? So when there's misalignment in the family and in and, and your household, you it's almost impossible to create wealth. And in addition to that, you're showing, you're giving your kids a bad example because now you're helping them form their money story. Oh, dad don't, dad don't, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, he he spends money frivolously. He just goes out and spend money on this. Oh, mom, she doesn't spend any money or vice versa, right? So think about that. How did those behaviors shape your financial patterns today? Question number six. Ooh-wee. I'm, I'm about to get super transparent with y'all today. Question number six. What do you believe about wealthy people? Pause. If you're part of the cash flow club, you're here to grow your financial intelligence and create generational wealth. What do you believe about wealthy people? What evidence from your childhood do you have to support this belief? Ask yourself that, that, that question. Did you know anybody wealthy growing up? So, you know, if anybody know my story, I'm from the hood, right? Straight street cat. Ask anybody who grew up with me. You know what I'm saying? I was blessed to have my mom's and dad's in the crib. So, you know what I'm saying? I had some limitations on how often I could be out in them streets, but best believe I was out in them streets. Okay. Wealthy people. There was no wealthy people in my neighborhood. Wealthy people was people you saw on TV. So it's no wonder that part of my money story was, oh, I got to go play basketball. I dedicated, you know what I'm saying, my entire high school career to one thing, getting a D1 scholarship, right? Great grades, no idea what I wanted to be, right? But I know I'm going to go play. So my a lot of cast money stories are, hey, you got to be a professional athlete or you got to be an entertainer to be wealthy, right? What's your money story? Right. Who do you when you say if I ask you, hey, who are the five wealthiest people, you know, saying that, you know, and maybe not even know personally, but just listen, you know, five wealthy people. Who are you naming? You're naming Oprah, LeBron James. Um, uh, are you naming Jeff, Jeff Bezos? You know what I'm saying? Mark Zuckerberg. Like, who are you naming? Who are the wealthiest people, you know? And then what do you think about those people? So a funny thing. And again, you know, say I'm being transparent, keeping it totally 100. My mom is from the deep south. Right. With deep south where there was segregation, heavy racism. Right. And she connected money. Her money story was formed this way. Blacks were poor. Whites were rich. So even to this day, my mom would go shopping. And I remember one year, true story. It was a Thanksgiving. And um, uh, my wife, you know what I'm saying? We weren't married at the time. I think we had, you know what I'm saying? Started dating real heavy. So it was our first Thanksgiving together. I was coming out the hospital, you know what I'm saying? Sick and 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 we at my sister's house and my mom, you know what I'm saying? Did this crazy Thanksgiving meal, right? And I believe she cooked some rabbit. Was it rabbit? It was something. And we was like, what in the world is this? And she was like, well, I was at the store and all the white people was buying it. So I figured it was good. That was her money story. 
And those who know this, you know, saying, no, that my, my wife is white. And my mom wasn't being racist in any way, shape, or form. The reality of it is was simply this. She attributed and said, wealth, what most blacks, this is her, her money story growing up in the deep south. Blacks are poor, whites are rich. So to her, making it was being able to buy what the white folks were buying. And they were buying whatever it was, some rabbit or something. And she came in here trying to cook some rabbit. never cooked a day in her life. And we like, what in the world is going on? And was it rabbit? It was some, some type of meat. Forget what it was. But you get my story. That was her money story. So what's your money story? A lot of times, the reason we're having a disconnect creating wealth is because we can't touch anybody who's wealthy. Or we have this misguided idea of what wealth is. Wealth is the dope dealer driving around in a big whip. You know what I'm saying? Or wealth is, hey, you know what I'm saying? You got to own, you know, 10,000 pieces of real estate or this person over. We don't even know what wealth is. We don't understand that wealth is personal. What I need to be wealthy ain't what you need to be wealthy. That cat driving around in the big body bands probably broke his shit. Real talk. If they stop working, how do we measure wealth at the cash flow club? If you stop working a day, how long could you maintain your quality of life? Those cats driving around the big body bands, they start working a day. The business is going to get taken in two weeks because they can't make the payment. Wealth is. So, again, what, what do you believe about wealthy people? Do Are all wealthy people college graduates? You know, I was led to believe that. Oh, you got to you know, well, you got to go to college. You know what I'm saying? To be successful and be wealthy. Look, now I have clients who never finished a day of college or uh, went for a year and have crazy amounts of wealth and success. So, again, what's your money story? Question number seven, did your family or someone close to you experience a significant financial event during your early years? A job loss, an illness causing a parent unable to work, loss of a home or business, a significant financial withdrawal, overwhelming debts. How did you and your family navigate this? You ever taken an L? How'd you navigate it, right? Was it crying? Was it you know, anxiety? Was it parents fighting? Let's look at the stats, folks. Y'all going to rock with me today. Y'all going to rock with me today. Look at the stats. What causes more divorces? It ain't infidelity. It's finances. So if you're a kid growing up and so you see your mom and dad duking it out and the reason is money, what's your money story? Man, I don't want to talk to my I don't want to talk to my spouse about money because it's going to be a fight. Are you not talking to your spouse about money because you grew up seeing your parents fight over money? Or seeing other people fight over money. And now you're that's your money story. You don't want to talk to nobody about money because it's uncomfortable, right? Or, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Somebody lost a job. It's like, man, you know, uh, I, I lost that job. And now we got to, you know, sell it, sell the house. So now we got to go stay on somebody's floor. Did that make your money story? It's like, you know what? Forget a job. I ain't never trusting that. I'm going to go start my own business because I can't trust a job. So you went straight into entrepreneurship. Because that's you know, part of your money story because you don't trust jobs. Like, y'all dig into this. Don't play around with this. If we can really start to nail this down, we can move this needle and closing this wealth gap. But your money story is what's stopping you because creating wealth is easy. Type in the chat, easy. You know what I'm saying? You watching this on Facebook, watching the replay, type, you know what I'm saying? Creating wealth is easy. Just type the word easy because creating wealth is not hard. Literally, it's, getting, it's, it's making some money Putting some money aside, not consuming everything that you make, living on what's left, 
taking the money that you did not consume and put that into something that can generate future income. That is creating wealth. It ain't a, it ain't a damn rocket science. But what's stopping you from doing it? Why are you procrastinating? Why are you dragging your feet? It's your money story. It's the fear or the anxiety that you have from what you've learned and from your family and your personal experiences with money. Y'all better, y'all better, shit. Describe the emotions, you know what I'm saying? Coming up, you know, think about this, right? You got to reinvent your money story, y'all. So, so you go through that process. What did you learn about yourself and your money story? Imagine you've never asked yourself these questions or, you know, or, or taking it deeply time to reflect on your memories. It can be hard. And if emotions like grief, anxiety, guilt, shame, sadness, or fear come up for you, I want you to know those are very, all very common emotions when delving into your money story. I also want you to know that you didn't choose your money story. You inherited from your family. My God, are you serious right now? Are y'all feeling this? We ain't talking. We ain't talking about no Bitcoin over here. We ain't talking about no AMC stock over here. We ain't talking about you know uh, 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 buying you know ten thousand pieces of real estate. We ain't talking about open up an LLC and go into debt more. We ain't talking about how your eight hundred credit score create wealth. We talking about your money story. This has more impact on your finances than anything you can imagine. Oh gosh, you inherited your money story. The way you feel about money. Ain't even your fault. You inherited that. I'm 6'2", right now, 250 some odd pounds. My skin is brown, my eyes are brown, and my hair is black. Guess what? I inherited that. I can't control that. But what I can control is reinventing my money. What I can't control is how I work out. What I can control is what I eat. What I can control is what I what I think about, what I consume, what I listen to, who I listen to, right? I can't control. I, those are the things I can't control. So you can't control, you know what I'm saying, the money story that you inherited from your family, but you can reinvent your money story. But you first have to understand that it's your money story that's your biggest obstacle to creating wealth and success for your family. What financial behaviors and patterns are you holding back? What are they costing you right now, right? That part of the presentation, right? It's like, my goodness, your money story. And I knew this, but big shout out to my friend, Aaron Green, because we literally just talked about this yesterday. And I know God hooked us up because I woke up in the morning thinking about her and it was seven o'clock in the morning. She texted me like, hey, P, what's going on? I was like, you won't believe this. I just literally thought specifically about you this morning. So God wanted us to connect because he wanted me to be to share this story with y'all today, because this is what I've known when I've worked with clients. And I would be like, why are they struggling with these simple concepts? It's your money story. If you have anxiety, fear, around money, if you're having if having an issue creating wealth, if you're having a hard time talking to your spouse about this, if you're having you know, a hard time just navigating, if you're having a hard time even know what questions to ask, it's coming out to your money story. It's coming down to your current relationship with money. All right? Oh my gosh, this is bananas. So I was able to find this for you guys. I found a workbook. It's through Heart for Fun. So that's an investment company. So I found this online. And it's about your money story. Right. So I want you guys to download this uh, and work on it. You know, what is your money story? Discovering your money story, applying your money story. Right. So the things that we've already covered here. So, you know, myths about money, financial decisions are rational. The truth of the matter is financial decisions are rational and emotional. 
usually the bad financial decisions are going to be made off of emotion. <laughs> but emotions provide valuable data. You know what I'm saying? Why do you feel this way? Why did you feel the need that when you know that you're broke and you only have $1,000 to your name to go out and buy new luggage for a trip? You know what I'm saying? Why did you feel the need to go buy this knowing that you didn't have it because you made that emotional decision, right? That's part of your money story. Another uh, myth, men are better investors than women. I can tell y'all now that ain't true. Here, you know what I'm saying? Here's another hard truth, you know what I'm saying? That's probably gonna piss somebody off. Men, y'all are trash when it comes to this money. Women, y'all got it going on. Let me tell you why men are struggling with this. First of all, you have this money story of nobody supposed to know what I got. I got to hold that close to best. That's something that you inherited from generations to gen from generations to generations. Don't let them know what you got. Hold it close to your vest, right? But also too, the ego that comes along with that. Oh, I ain't gonna have nobody tell me what to do with my money. I'm my own man. I can make my own financial decisions. That's trash. That's why more men are broke than women. Women are killing us when it comes to creating wealth because we got too much ego. But that's part of your money story. You need to dive into that a little bit. I've been in this industry 20 years. I just ain't roll out the bed and start, you know, saying advising people on creating wealth and managing the wealth, you know, 30 days ago. I ain't didn't just get licensed to post on social media. Ooh, I'm licensed. I've been doing this two decades this year. All right. This is what I know. Women are killing men when it comes to this piece because women are more open to advice. Women are more open to being vulnerable. Women, case in point, woman, my wife. Just went and got a physical. I can't tell you the last time I had a full physical because you know why? Man, I'm just going to tough through it. And that's men mentality. Stop that shit. It's hurting your health and it's hurting your finances. But I ain't going to, let me just keep on moving along here. All right. Your money story. Conflicting money messages. A penny saved is a penny earned. Okay. But you can't take it with you. Interesting. Conflicting money stories. The best things in life are free. Right? He who dies with the most toys wins. Okay. A fool and his money are soon parting. It's only money. Y'all fill in the blanks on this one. Y'all know these money doesn't grow on. Will grow. If you got it, y'all figure that one out. Download this. So this is awesome right here. So you have your money script, your financial behaviors, and your feelings, the connection between all three. Six key influences can impact your money. Culture and race. Lord have mercy. Don't let me get me going on this one. Right. Let's keep 100 with each other. Let's keep 100 with each other. Only way we close this wealth gap is to keep 100 with each other. It's a reason why it's projected by the year 2053 that Black folks will have zero median net worth. And I'm not saying that my white, my Asians, my Hispanics and whatnot, you know what I'm saying, aren't dealing with some of the same issues, but their numbers are not as bad as Black folk, right? Your gender, man or woman, your generation, you know what I'm saying? How millennials go about money is different from Generation X and also to, you know what I'm saying, from the baby boomers and everybody else. Totally different how we go about managing money. And what's so crazy is I'm going to do a, a, a talk on this one day, a train on this one day. If all three or four generations could get together and glean some of the best insights from each generation, we would kill it financially as, as, as a people, right? But one generation thinks this way, doesn't respect the other generation. The other generation thinks this generation doesn't know what they're doing. They should do it this way. All these different moving parts to it. Money events, social class, your religion. One of the most powerful books I've read is the Jewish phenomenon. You know what I'm saying? Um, in that book, you know what I'm saying? It's the seven 
Ways of Enduring Wealth of a People, I think it's called. That book is based upon Judaism, the Jewish religion, and it's and it's a reason, and it's a reason why they make up, you know, Jews make up 4% of the population, but have 40% of the world's wealth. And a lot of that comes from their religion. Something to dive into. So these are all things that can impact your money story, right? So discovering your money story, you know, why why it's important to discover your money story, your past, your present, your future. I want everybody to do this exercise on your own. Create your money genogram. So this is your money family tree. Your grandparents on your father's side, your grandparents on your mother's side, your parents, you, right? And really start to break this down and identify your money scripts and the lessons that you learned from these uh, these grandparents and these parents in here. And it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. Age, we all got a money story. Our biggest obstacle in creating not just wealth for ourselves to enjoy now, but for generational wealth is our money story, your relationship with the dollar. Do you even believe that you can achieve wealth? If you don't even believe that you can achieve it because your money story tells you that is not for you or nobody in your family has doesn't has done it. And you're like, well, no, my family's doing it. I can't do it. Is that what's stopping you from just setting the account up and put it on autopilot? It's your money story, y'all. Yo, thank you so much for listening to Cash Flow Unlocked. Now, if you want to connect with me and other professionals just like you who are on a mission to close the wealth gap and create generational wealth, then head over and join us in our private Facebook group, the Cash Flow Club, right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in this way T H E space K A S H F L O W space club. The Cash Flow Club, Cash Flow spelled with a K. When you join, you'll get access not only to our team of experts, but also live Q&A to get your questions answered in real time and an abundance of other resources, which will help you get closer to financial freedom.